All right, let's get to our show parlay for the weekend. See if we can win us some big plus money. So, Matt, looks like you're going with somebody for the Niners that I'm kind of surprised because you are a huge Eagles fan. But what is this prop I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather play A.J. Brown, but he's been kind of down the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to stick with Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, I think he's gonna. He's been talking all this smack. I don't. That's a very hit or miss one. But Brandon Ayuk's been on fire. Sixty-one and a half seems like a pretty low number. And the Eagles secondary, they give up a lot of pass yards. So I'm gonna stick with Brandon Ayuk to get over sixty-one and a half receiving yards. When I'm looking at like the fantasy points against like grid, I'm always surprised to see the Eagles up there when it comes to like opposing wide receivers, but you're right. The matchup actually suggests that maybe you take a Niners receiver against the Eagles. All right, up next, we're going to the college ranks, of course, because David is going to give us uh, his parlay like. So, David, who do you like this week in championship weekend? I, this number just makes no sense whatsoever. So either Vegas has got some kind of inside woo or I'm just completely crazy, but I I had to jump on the Washington plus nine and a half versus Oregon. Yes, Washington hasn't played the best football over the past two weeks, and Oregon's looked like they've put a lot of stuff together, but I still think Oregon can't match up in the secondary against those those wide receivers from Washington and Michael Penix. Do I think or do I think or Washington actually wins a game? Probably not. I think Oregon wins it, but I think Washington can cover that nine and a half. You're right. That line does not make a lot of sense. It almost feels like a rivalry game. Like, remember how high the tensions were in that last matchup between Washington and Oregon? Wasn't Michael Penix Jr. crying after the game? So it just feels like it has another layer to it, and I would be with you, even though that line does not make any sense, I think, to any of us uh, here on the show. All right, Bill, laying a big number. Big surprise. I but know. You're always taking I, big favorites. I know. And it, sometimes it works out. And and I feel bad because Kate's guest <laughs> hosting on the show and I'm going completely against her Iowa Hawkeyes. But come on, Bill. I mean, I, I sorry, Kate. I don't know how they I don't know how they score against Michigan. Wolverines have scored 30 plus against everybody except for Double D's Penn State this year. 22 and a half. If this game ends up 30 to seven, I'm still on top by the hook. I don't know. Lat two years ago, this was a what a 45 to three game in the Big 12 champion, uh, Big 10 championship. So Hallball's back. Michigan's got stuff to prove. I'm gonna lay the 22 and a half. I may not get there until late third, early fourth quarter. I just don't see how Iowa scores more than 10, and I think I think Michigan might drop 40 on them. I don't think anybody would be shocked if that was the result here. Michigan has looked like an absolute wagon. Their offensive line just bulldozes over just about anybody. And Iowa's offense might be one of the worst offenses to watch in all of college football and any level of football for that matter. All right, next up, uh, we're going to UK. You're filling in for Jenks. I know Jenks would probably throw in Texas, but you are not Jenks. So, Kate, who do you like? Well, one, Iowa's offense is not a might be the worst offense to watch in college football. It is the worst offense to watch in college football. And that's the freaky looking at that line juiced plus 22 and a half towards Iowa. Something's off there. Bill, I think you're completely on the right side there taking Michigan. I, I like that play. I, I also like Texas minus 14 and a half. 
but I am not Jenks, and so I am not going to bet that. I'm going to go Florida State. I'm not as concerned about this quarterback situation as uh, some people might be. Jordan Travis is by far, far better than Tate Rodmaker, but as long as Rodmaker can hold on to the football, not turn it over, he has the weapons on the outside in the backfield for this Florida State offense to be really, really good, and Florida State's defense has also been great this season. If they're able to slow down the run at all, which is a strength of Louisville, I think Florida State can uh, survive this one win. Plus, they have college football playoff implications on the line this weekend. They're going to show up big. I'm taking the Seminoles minus two and a half. Ooh, we like it. It's gutsy. All right, so for me, I'm going to go to the NFL and I'm a little nervous about this because it's very difficult to look at the Eagles at home and say this is a team that's going to lose a game. But I'm going to take the Niners on the money line. They're minus 150, but we're doing a parlay, so I feel like the juice is fine. But if you look at the schedule for the Eagles, it has been an absolute gauntlet of a schedule with stressful games back to back to back, starting with that Cowboys game uh, back on November the 5th. The Eagles won it uh, 28-23, one-score game against a divisional opponent. Next up, you go on the road to Arrowhead, nearly uh, lose that game. You squeak out a second-half come from behind, win 21-17, to and then the last game they played in overtime against the Bills, 37-34. Mentally, this has to be an absolute grind for a team that has played multiple weeks in really close games. So I think this is the end of it for the Eagles, especially against the Niners. If the Eagles show any sign of weakness, this is not the team to do it against. The Niners have had 10 days to prepare for this game. I'll take the Niners on the money line so let's start there uh and i guess i will announce the the odds of the parlay uh if you want to put 25 bucks on it it pays 517 dollars. the odds 20 to 1 but matt i'll let you start here because i know you're an eagles fan and i know i took the niners on the money line is this the sabotage factor for our parlay i mean what's the one common denominator in all of those games that you just mentioned they won Right, but I feel like the magic runs out at some point. And like the Niners, like if you look at the best teams in the NFC, if we're talking about close games, I think the pendulum's going to swing the other way eventually for the Eagles. And like I said, situationally, a really tough spot here. It is. I'm not going to say it's not, especially with the Cowboys looming in the distance. But this is a game that has been circled since the NFC Championship game, and I would be very surprised if the Eagles don't play some of their best football of the season. 